Hello, and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and I am super happy that you decided to listen today. And I think that the things that you're going to hear have the potential to be really amazing or super embarrassing. And the reason that I say that is because, uh, as you know, I like to bring really fun people into my podcast and introduce you to the uh, cool people that God has brought into my life. And this person actually has been in my life since before I was born. Um, He is 13 months older than me. And he is my favorite big brother. He's my only big brother, but he's my favorite big brother. And so today I want to introduce you to Ezra Morrow. Uh, when we were growing up, I knew him as Gene Jr. And he was junior most of my life until we got to be an adults. And at that point, he decided that he didn't want to be junior anymore. And he began to use his um, middle name, Ezra. And I remember saying to him, well, you can be Ezra if you want to, but you'll always be junior to me. And I recognized later in my life that that was a really selfish way to look at life and that I should embrace whoever he is. And so welcome to my podcast, Ezra. (laughs) Uh, I remember that well. And it's great to be embraced as Ezra and not junior (laughs) anymore. Thank you very much. (laughs) And a funny funny thing that happened, um, because you've been Ezra for years. Yeah, 30 years now. 30 years now. Um, And so... Um, I got a text message from my oldest son yesterday, and he said, why don't you and Uncle Junior come to church? And um, it was the first time I'd heard him referred to as Junior in, like, I can't even remember when, I, I don't even know where that came from out of his mouth, but that was okay. Uh, anyway, so my brother Ezra is here. He is. He came into town. Uh, he lives in California, and we won't hold that against him. I don't know why people want to live there, but he apparently thinks it's great. And um, anyway, so he came in for our daughter's wedding, and as long as he was here, I decided to have him join us. So tell me um, a little bit about where you're at in your life and what's going on. What makes you great? What makes me great? Oh, man, that is such... Do we, how long is the podcast? 20 minutes, so give us the highlights. <laughs> uh, what makes me great is... Uh... Besides your beautiful sister. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to be like... My favorite sister. Yeah, the uh-huh. only one. Uh-huh. And my beautiful favorite sister makes my life great. What makes my life great is is just the journey. It's just been a crazy, insane journey in my life. And really getting to a point 30 years ago, you know, where I decided to really evolve and change and things had to be different and, and you know, needed to do some healing in my world. And, and uh, I've spent a lot of time, you know, working on my soul and my mind and my body and my relationships and my doing men's work and couples work and and everything and so it's just transformed my life into a place that I just I love to be and I love I love my life I have I'm married now for 20 some years and I have two twin I have twin two twins that's two twins two, two twin daughters that's that, daughters who are twins isn't that a redundant thing I think <laughs> And I have twin daughters who are three and a half, which is uh, an incredible blessing and a journey. And it's uh, it keeps me young and it really is a, a great blessing and gift to be able to witness them and to be with them and, and to learn from them at this point in my life. It's an incredible journey. They're, they definitely make my life uh, beautiful at this point. That's for sure. So um, he does. He has um, He has two little girls. He's older than me. 
And I'm a woman of a certain age. So he's a dude that's older than a woman of a certain age. And uh, I admire his ability to parent uh, twins. And uh, for them to be three and a half at our age is uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, I don't know that I have the guts to do that, but he's a great and I uh, love my experiences with them because they're really amazing little girls and uh, he's doing a, a great job with that. Um, so if you want, kind of share a little of your journey, maybe take us back to when you weren't quite so put together and tell us a little bit about that and kind of your journey. Um, you can share as little or as much as you like to share, but transparency is always a beautiful thing. Yeah. And there are people in the world, I'm confident there are people in the world who were where you were. Yeah. And so... If you if you feel comfortable, go back there as far as you want to. Okay, so sure, I'll, I'm happy to do that. Um, and you know, I'll just start in my twenties is the kind of when my life went the header downhill into my twenties, <laughs> you know, big time. And that's because I moved away from home, and and you know, I uh, grew up not knowing who I was and who who Ezra was. I knew who Gene Junior was, and that was a role that I played really well, and. But it didn't allow me to ever know who I was is and what I was put on this earth for and what my gifts were and, you know, who I was supposed to be or how to be in the world, really. You know, I just I followed a strict uh, code and, and rule by our father, you know, and I was really good at it. And and but when I got out out from underneath my dad and I didn't have anybody to tell me what to do, I didn't know what to do in my world and how to how to survive without somebody there supporting me. And so, you know, I got into uh, relationships that filled that up, that told me what to do. And, of course, that didn't work very well. And in the process of trying to figure that out, you know, it was, for me, it was emotionally very depressing. And, and, and uh, it, was, it was a rough time in my 20s. I really was a lost person and, and just didn't know, you know, what to do and where to go or who I was or where to begin. I knew I needed something, you know, and... And I, and I started searching in, in a lot of areas and some positive, mostly it's been positive, but it was in my thirties that I really realized that I needed to make some big changes in my life and, and really get clear about who I was and what I wanted to do. And I spent a lot of time in therapy and, and really working with some great teachers in my life, great spiritual teachers and just great teachers in general and had some great therapists and some good friends along the way as well that really helped support me in my journey into figuring out who Ezra was and being able to fully live from that expression. And and it really changed my life around a lot. And now my life is incredibly blessed and I have, you know, a beautiful wife and beautiful twin daughters and I do have older daughters and it's, you know, I really have an amazing life and, and it's a blessing to be able to come out of it and be the man that I am today and be able to go back and have something to offer to people in my life from my past. To my older daughter, I have something to offer. To my sister, I had something to offer at times in, in our past and uh, just in my family and in my life, you know. And so it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard journey, you know, to get through and break out of those old dramas and chains and learnings and belief structures that we were programmed into us, you know. And, and so... But it's it's well worth it if we just keep moving forward and, and believing in, you know, something greater for sure. Um, and I think that's true. And I think, you know, um, one of my really strong beliefs in life is that 
God is not afraid of the hard times in our life because it's in those times that we grow the most. Mm-hmm. And it's in those times that we really, if we, if we do the work that we need to do, that we become who we're put on the planet to become. And, uh, and I know for you, you learned a lot about how to be you. Can you speak a little bit about maybe one or two of the really low times in your life and maybe speak to some people out there who might find themselves in that low place now? Yeah, um, sure. You know, I, I guess, let's see, where do I want to go? I'm just popping these questions on. Yeah. He didn't have a script, and so I'm giving... I'll, I'll chat while he has time to think. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I was I was significantly depressed in, in my 20s and even a little bit in my early 30s. And, and I, I was, you know, had suicidal tendencies. And it was really... Uh, in my mind, there was times where it was like, you know, why? It seems like everything I'm doing is wrong. And that everything I'm doing is hurting people in my life and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, why even try? Why even, you know, there's no, there's no positive thing here. And, you know, I got to a point where it was finally kind of for me make or break. It was like, okay, you know, I really realized that I wanted more out of life and that everything had to change. And that, you know, I needed, I, w- I wasn't ready to leave. <laughs> and that there was something more, you know, and I just made a, a commitment to myself that, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to do the work, you know, to, to get out of this hole, to figure out who I am and to live a, you know, a more, uh, happy life. Just to, uh, in the beginning, it was just to be, you know, happy, let alone, uh, anything else. And so I, you know, I committed to therapy and I was going to therapy literally three days a week for six months. And you don't think that's intense. That's that is intense. intense. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a happy journey. You don't walk out of a therapist's office every time going, woohoo, I feel better. You walk out of it dealing with your stuff, you know, right. and, and and you can do it. it. It can be done. You just have to, you know, really find some reason in your life, whether it's your own journey yourself or it's somebody in your life that's really important to you that turns you around and makes you go, you know, I got to do it for them. And for me, it was just, I had to do it for me. And, and that's where I got to. And so... I really strived and from there I just kept learning and I kept reading and I kept talking to people and, and finding mentors that I could work with and teachers that I could work with to continue to grow and learn and just keep moving forward. And, you know, really 20 years ago, things just really started to gel for me or, or a little over 20 years ago, 25 years ago, things gelled. I healed my relationships with my family, with my dad, uh, you know, my sister and I have always had a good relationship. Melissa and I have always had a good relationship, but it's just grown. It's yeah. like over the years because we've both done so much work around who we are and how we show up in the world. And, and it's, you know, a really blessed thing. And so it's just, you know, my, my thing is, is like I, I work with a lot of people and, and my, my life, what we talk, what I talk about in some of the work is, your 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 core wound or the thing that you know taps you the most growing up and mine was disempowerment and not knowing who I am and so so going through that journey of being a very disempowered person and coming out the other side and gaining some self-empowerment you know and, and being blessed in that way allows me to really help people with empowerment and figure out you know who they are and gain some power and and boundaries and, and sense of self in their life and and I think a lot of times in our journey that we need to recognize that that kind of the blessing of the pain is there's the, there's a gift in it. And the gift is, is the 
the thing that you walk away with that you can share with other people in their lives and, and hold out for them as hope and, and, a, and, a, and a path to be on, you know, that I did it, you can do it, and I'm here to support you, and, and it's okay, you know, and, and it's a wonderful thing, you know. When you come out in the middle, it's... it's in the middle, it stinks. In the middle, it stinks. <laughs> and it, we have a saying, it's like, oh, great, another freaking opportunity to grow, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll still bump into something, and I'll think, dang, I thought I was done with that. I guess we have more work to do. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and, you know, I think one of my favorite quotes are the two most important days in your life is the day you were born and the day you discover why. Yeah. And purpose is a thing that drives you uh, when everything else is going to hell in a handbasket around you. And um, and I think it's funny because Ezra is a life coach and I'm a life coach. Mm-hmm. He was a life coach a long time before I was. He was my life coach for a lot of years during some really traumatic times in my life. And um, and now we, 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 trade, we trade life coach hats. Sometimes I'll coach him. Sometimes he'll coach me. It's really funny. To, it's very true. It's funny how that works out for us. Um, and so I think that... Um, one of the things that I think both of us have learned in the, in the process of healing and stuff like that is, um, you know, your parents give you their best, mm-hmm. whatever that is, they give you their right. best. Now their, their best may be a cat full or it may be a swimming pool full, but they give you everything they have. And our parents did the same thing. They gave us everything they had. And, um, and yet we still both found ourselves in places where their dysfunction, uh, their, programming there, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, created wounds in our heart. You know, I, I really honestly believe we're, we're wounded the most by friendly fire. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're wounded the most by people who are supposed to love us and care about us. And they don't, no, no parent says, Hey, I'm going to have some kids and I think I'll see if I can screw them all up. You know, <laughs> uh, right. no, no parent thinks that they give you their best. And our parents gave us our, their very best, but we both still found a place where we needed to find some healing. And, um, and so I want you to talk about, uh, you told me last night about um, your episode after we lost our dad, mm. and you talked about being in your hot tub. Is, mm-hmm. Are you comfortable sharing that story? Sure, why not? As long as we're all out here. This is, a, this is a podcast, it's not a video, so we can talk about that. So people can't look at us while we're saying <laughs> That's right. Well, and they, won't, they won't have to see what it was going on. Yeah. So, so yeah, so what she's talking about is... Um, I had a lot of work to do around my father and I love my dad a lot and I learned a lot from him, but, but, you know, he brought some things to the table and that didn't serve me and that helped me to be disempowered as a, as a child growing up and then as a young man until I found my own self-empowerment. And so and I, that put me into a lot of men's work and I did a lot of men's work and <clears throat> started leading a lot of men's work as well. And, and and one of the things that started coming up was the legacy work, you know, and the idea that we talk about the sins of our fathers, you know, that every everything comes downhill and that, you know, it's paid forward and we receive that and we receive that. And and so I was really clear in working with this idea of, of, of legacy and the masculine legacy or and the father legacy specifically and and I know there is that for for the feminine as well and for women that there's a there's a legacy my wife and I talk about her legacy from her mom and grandmom and etc and what that looks like and and things so it's it's the same for women as well but for me uh, as a man and being the oldest son in the family you know I I'd spent a lot of time working on that even before my dad passed away and the last couple of years before he did we had a lot of time to talk and share with each other and and work on healing some stuff for myself and and I think for him as well. And so I got, you know, I was really clear after he passed away and and was 
processing that and thinking about, you know, the sins of our fathers being handed down and this legacy and, and knowing more about, as I learned more about my dad and how he grew up and about his dad and how he grew up and, and what they, uh, you know, kind of learned from each other, what my dad learned from my father and, and ways he became a father in uh, opposition to the way his father was a father. And some of that was really good and some of it, you know, maybe not the best, but the whole idea was, is like, I really didn't feel like, I felt like it's important that somewhere in the line, we have the opportunity to do some healing, not only for ourselves, but for our fathers and their fathers and their father's fathers. And, and to really, you know, offer an opportunity for that, that change in that kind of legacy wounding, if you will. And after he passed, I continued to process and was being like, man, you know, I, there's a lot of stuff here, I think, that I could end up taking on as a role that may not serve me or my family, you know, in, in the best of ways. And when I got home after spending some time here with my sister and family, you know, and going through all of the process, when we got home, I was thinking about that. And one night I was sitting in my hot tub and and, and and processing and thinking about my father and, and his journey and our journey together and my, my grandfather's journey, et cetera. And, and all of a sudden I just felt this whole kind of thing being handed down to me from all of the that line of, of men and fathers. And it was just like they were giving it to me and saying, you are now the patriarch of the family. This, all of this is yours. <laughs> and, and I went, no, 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 thank you very much. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I said, I can really appreciate that, you know? And, and I'm like, and, and I just kind of ta- started talking to my dad and speaking to my dad and telling him, I said, dad, you know, I, I, I get it. I said, but the reality is this is not all yours either. You know, and so I'm. I want to take this and I want to hand it back to you and give you a chance to to heal what's yours around that. And I want you to turn around and hand back to your father what was his and his father's and his father's. And and just know that we don't have to own all of that. We can we can find blessing in it and we can find gift in it. But we somewhere along the lines we needed to start to discern what we should just keep reciprocating down the line and what needs to be evolved and changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, my dad certainly made big changes between his father and him. And, you know, I'm hoping to do the, do the same. And, and, but just being able to be more conscious and aware of, of that transition and then of that gifting of the father. And there's some very positive things there, but certainly we just can't, I believe, take it all wholesale. We need to really sit with it and, and, and process what it is we're receiving and what we want to end up handing down. For sure. Um, so, and I love, I love the, the story of our family and I love how um, we found change and we've, we've, taken the, we've taken the blessings that our family offers us and we celebrate them, but we also have decided to let go of some of the things that weren't maybe a, as big a blessing. And, and that's, we're not bashing our parents in any way. They were no. great people. They loved us with every ounce of their being, and, uh, and they gave us a lot of gifts. 
but we don't have to continue on in things that aren't necessarily healthy for us or the people come after us. And so um, I love that Ezra and I have gone on that journey in some ways together and separately, individually, and it's it's made us better people, I think, and we're better parents and we're better grandparents and we're better a lot of those things now than we used to be. So to tie this all up, Ezra is, uh, he's a life coach. He Do you do virtual life coaching? Mm-hmm. So you could, if you want to work with, if, if he sounds like somebody you want to work with, uh, he does that. He's also um, a, an amazing gifted horse trainer in California. Uh, he does clinics. He does um, tra- all kinds of trainings. He does individual trainings with horses. How could people get in touch with you um, if, if they heard our podcast and they're like, hey, he sounds like somebody I, I would want to contact, ask questions, get more information about where would they go to find that? Sure, you could go to my website, EzraMarrow.com, E-Z-R-A-M-A-R-R-O-W.com, and there will be information there. You could email me or text me or call me or whatever and, and let me know. And, and I, like I said, I love working with people. That's my whole life. I work with people and horses, and, and the horses are some of my partner in being able to help people find the change that they need to change and become empowered with as well as <clears throat> excuse me, as well as individually, just people in general. Yeah, he um, he's so funny because people, all, a lot of people come to him thinking they're getting their horse fixed <laughs> and they walk away being fixed. Uh, the people get more help out of it than in their own personal heart and life than the horse do probably. But uh, it, it, they're a good medium for connecting him to people who need help. And yeah. so uh, I highly recommend him. He's been a great life coach for me. Uh, he... The thing about life coaching that is great is you don't have to do it in person. You can do it uh, through video chats and all kinds of things like that. There's a zillion ways to do some mm-hmm. distance distance life coaching. And uh, so go to his website, EzraMarrow.com. That's M-A-R-R-O-W. I don't know why we got a name that's not spelled or pronounced the same, but whatever. Get that right. Ezra, E-Z-R-A-M-A-R-R-O-W.com. And check him out. So, um Thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, the problem with this is that it's kind of short, and me and you get together, we could do like a five-hour podcast it wasn't about bleaking. It wasn't even funny. And I thought, oh, Esther and I are going to be a blast and hilarious, and it was super serious. So I guess we probably shouldn't leave without a laugh. And uh, so hurry, <laughs> hurry and think about what's what we're going to say that's fun and, and lively. Um, I don't know what that is yeah. other than the fact that if he if, – if, Everybody asks him, hey, tell me something about your sister. He always says, what? (laughs) You're not the boss of me. (laughs) You're not the boss of me. Uh, He's my older brother, but I kept him in line. That's right. Or she attempted to. (laughs) But I did grow up all of my life hearing I was not the boss of him. And uh, and I'm still not the boss of him, but I would still give it a shot if I had had a chance. Uh, Although I'm pretty busy running my own life. (laughs) Which is pretty much a full-time job I figured I out. I need a little less bossing now. <laughs> yeah, he's better now. He, just, he, he, got, he, he did his work and got fixed, and so he doesn't need me to boss him quite so much anymore. And, uh, but I will say this. We lived in the country. We rode the school bus every day, and we never missed the bus. Not a single time. And I like to take credit for that. Absolutely. And and right here and now, I'll give her credit for that. For us all getting on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't learn, maybe we didn't learn much at school, but we all got on the bus. That's right. We got there and we got home. We did. We got home. And so anyway, um, thanks for hanging out with me. 
And uh, you guys, I just want to thanks for thank you for listening to our podcast. I would invite you to subscribe to our podcast so they're always in your feed. Uh, I'm going to just do a disclaimer right now. Uh, I am sad to report that my brother has never listened to a single one of my podcasts. Uh, he, I'm going to teach him because I'm so tech savvy, how to listen to a podcast on his phone so he can at least listen to the one he recorded. That's right. Right? And um, anyway, so if you like our podcast, uh, subscribe to them. They'll be in your feed all the time. And share them with your friends. Like, the people that I bring on my podcast are really amazing people. And so I think the world needs to get to know them. So if you will share it through your social media, uh, tell your friends about it, whatever that looks like. Um, Subscribe on all of them. Apple uh itunes all of the places that you get podcasts my podcast is available to you and it's called he does melissa zimmerman he doesn't waste a thing and that because it's well worth it it is worth it and so until next time thanks for hanging out with me and remember that no matter what happens in your life he doesn't waste a thing i'll see you later